So this is Angel Ballantyne from the NC Cigar Club, and you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. On this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, why gender reveal parties are not a good idea, and Angel Ballantyne from the North Carolina Cigar Club is on the show. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin... Let me introduce you. The second half of this flaky biscuit, that's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention hurricane weatherman of the year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! Boom. Shakalaka. What's going on, man? What's going on, buddy? How you be doing? I'm all right. Okay. Hey, uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, you can find us on southernfryphilosophy.com, our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy, um, our inactive Twitter account at SFP Radio, <laughs> it. Instagram at SFP Radio. You can also find us on the YouTubes at forward slash SFP Radio or Patreon at patreon.com slash SFP Radio. Where else could they find us at? Um, that's about oh, it. I Google, think. Google oh. Play, iTunes, Stitch. Please go there, give a subscribe, a like, a share your favorite episode. Uh, that's how we move up in the old podcast world, and we appreciate the ones who are doing it. And I uh, would like to give a shout out to our new listeners. Where from Albuquerque, New Albuquerque. Mexico, that Cambodia, was, Cambodia, yeah. Green Bay, Wisconsin. I wonder how we got that one. <laughs> I have no idea. Thank you, uh, Jeremy. Also, as well as Japan. Like, how did well, that come from? Yeah, so who, uh, whoever was who, whoever it is that stumbled on us from Cambodia, hopefully you stumble back again. We would love that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mojo, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. How you be darn? I know, I know I've covered this before, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to bring it up again. You know what burns my biscuits about getting older? Yeah, oh, gosh. You can't trust a fart? Well... You can add that onto the list also, but okay. I'm telling you, man, this na- nasal hair and back hair Ooh. problem and ear hair, yeah. it is getting brutal. I'm I'm starting to, it uh, looks like I'm rewinding back to our Neanderthal days okay. uh, and uh, maybe some of our pre, uh, pre-mortal uh, primate uh, species, if you believe in that. But yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I had to order me a new, new nose clipper from, uh, from Amazon. My other one burned out, I guess. Yeah. So it's just getting ridiculous. So, I mean, it's just between you and me, right? There's nobody else listening. Yeah, just a private conversation. It's just us. I have this weird fascination of picking my nose hairs. (laughs) I like it. I don't know why. Who doesn't? I'll be honest with you. I've seen chicks doing it also in the the car, in the drive. Yeah. I I don't think it's advisable as you're driving down uh, 77 doing 77. But, um, you know, while they're putting their makeup on, too, they're picking their nose hairs. But, yeah, Hmm. it happens. How about it? Yeah, I don't know. I just I I get this weird fascination with it, and so oh well. So it, how you be doing? The other thing is I pick it and I I tell my wife like look how long this is. Oh, uh, yeah, and she's like that's disgusting. I just Stop actually that. I just put it on my wife's leg. Oh no, she then smacks me. So <laughs> rightfully so. Sure. No, I get that. Uh, so last week we talked about my love of Kentucky basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week they I they lost. So I'm sad. I'm in work in work Hades. Mm-hmm. And now they've lost to Texas A&M in overtime. 
And can I give you this stat? We went into overtime 14 to 14. And listen to this. We did not have one play on our 50-yard line or or closer. One play on our side of the field. You know what? Though, you got to give it to Texas a because that's a tough stadium, man. To play oh yeah. In. I mean, that's it's brought some big champions down. Yeah. So it Kentucky played great. They played awful. <laughs> they, but I mean, for where they were oh, to yeah. be playing an unranked team, I mean, sure, they, they played their hearts out. I guess. Yeah. It's, you know, but to to not have one play on your side of the field the entire game, right? Except when they went into overtime. That's insane. Yeah. And you go into uh, overtime, fourteen to nothing. Yeah, we you had, can't win that way. We had one play, obviously from their side, that went all the way. Then we had a defensive like scoop and score. Right? But how? How in the world? At, so, least, they, at least they held it tight, though. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. our defense is insane. We are legitimately good. Well, so, hopefully they'll brush that that one loss off and move forward. Yeah, we're going into a bye week, and so we're just gonna kind of chill. We needed that because we got some hurt folks, so that'll mm. be good to get back on the O line. And be ready to go. Good. So I am excited about that. The one thing I am not excited about is a sick wife. Is she sick? You know, all of her personal health information is out there. But she, she's been battling sinus issues, allergies, whatever, for two weeks now. Hmm. And finally, uh, she had a con- concert she wanted to go to. So we wanted to see Johnny Swim uh, in Charleston this weekend with one of her friends. So she pushed off going to the doctor. And then uh, – she got back and was like, well, how are you feeling? You feel any better? Absolutely not. Mm. She's like, I'm going to the urgent care. And that's serious when my wife decides, hey, enough's enough. I'm going to the urgent right, care. Right, right. Um, so symptoms, coughing, sore throat, uh, can't get any good sleep, just not feeling just good miserable. at all. Right. So any guesses what that possibly could be? Now, she's she's saying that it's it's allergies and and like – not flu-like symptoms, but right. just allergies and drainage. I would have said it's allergies because right mm-hmm. now it's peak season for you know the, the false the false spores and stuff in trees, and you guys, of course, mm-hmm. live under all these old trees. That's yeah. what I would think. You would think. Right. What she is- comes back with double ear infection. Oh, wow. And her ears aren't even hurting. Hmm. Like, how is that even possible? I'm, hmm. I'm pretty confident that the CVS urgent care person – isn't, Looked at somebody else's file. <laughs> I think they spun a wheel and said everybody's getting double ear infection today. I think that's really kind of what maybe, happened. Maybe that's the cover-up diagnosis. So. <laughs> They're just making stuff up wow. back there. Like how in the world? Yeah. But they gave her so gave her some antibiotics, and so I guess she's she's feeling a little bit better today. Oh, uh, good. So how about hopefully it? she'll be better. But double ear infection. Mm, that's odd. Yeah, that's a weird. But one. it still can come from allergies, though. I guess yeah. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But she just yeah. Yeah, and your sinuses get all backed up like that, yeah. your ears can, can be affected. And again, this is just between you and I. Can I tell you, I was so proud of the loogies she hocks up in the morning. Mm. I mean, she just letting them rip. Let yeah. them rip. Chip. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, hey, there you, you got, go. You got a winner there. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of wacky, let's go into some wacky news. So uh, the teaser on the intro was that gender reveal parties are a bad idea. Do you do you go to the gender reveal parties? Are you a big fan of that? I don't. I've only been to one. 
Mm. I'm proud to say. Good for you. you know, somebody at church that we wanted to support. So that's I, I. I don't like those kind of things. So you and every other male in the known <laughs> universe. They to me they are the stupidest thing known to man. They've become like these viral sensations now. Oh, you have no idea. Uh, there was a. <laughs> A border patrol agent. Here's the here's the headline. A border patrol agent through a gender reveal party. He ended up starting a forty seven thousand acre wildfire wildfire from that. Hopefully, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> it said that uh, he the idea was that he was going to shoot a rifle to some tannerite and it was going to blow up and reveal either pink or blue. Um, you know, color, so you can figure out what it is. So he, when he shot this tannerite, it sparked uh, some some grass, some some grass that was there, and then started this forty seven thousand acre blaze, um, forcing residents to evacuate, and eight hundred firefighters fought to to oh, get wow. it under control. Yeah, obviously our border doesn't isn't on a rainforest line, right? So yeah. We, it's kind of a dry, arid, arid place where our border is. So, wow. <laughs> so it said that he immediately reported the fire to law enforcement. They all came out, and they, they tried their best to get it get it taken care of. Um, 47,000 acres. 47,000 acres. That's a lot of real estate. Yep. Um, so was the boy or a girl? Uh, you know, the article doesn't even say oh, wow. that. <laughs> That's the most important part. We at least got to get the spoiler there. Yeah. Um, it said that it, it 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 ended up costing eight million dollars worth of damage, and so he's on the hook to pay the eight million dollars back. Mm. So he he felt bad about it. He pled guilty to it in the court and said that he's going to to pay the eight million dollars back. Initially, it's like first a hundred thousand dollars, and then for the next twenty years, he's going to give like five hundred dollars a month oh, to pay God. this thing off. Um, That's worse than for the next twenty alimony. Years. Could you imagine? I mean, how bad do you feel for the rest of basically your life you're no paying doubt. off this gender reveal party so guys don't when your wife tries to talk you into doing that do something simple a balloon in a box a balloon in a box or m&ms inside of a cake you gotta okay yeah you gotta go do don't be shooting nothing yeah they 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 blame the whole thing on high winds and lack of rainfall could be uh, uh, a high caliber rifle and an explosive would be Blank to blame for that. <laughs> just saying. Or your wife's your wife making you do a gender review. I, just, I still don't understand the whole point of that. Yeah. I don't get it. It's kind of like, you know, the next person's going to probably like, hey, let's we're going to light these special flares inside of a, a, a gasoline factory, a <laughs> refinery. That'd be awesome. Whatever the blaze is is what we're going to get. Mm. Oh, gosh. The, the other thing that I don't get, can I talk about emotional support animals? Can, and can there's no there? definition of those. Used to be just a dog, yeah. was yeah. like a, you know, like a support yeah. animal, but not anymore. On airplanes, so here's another one: a woman's emotional support squirrel gets her removed from frontier from, from frontier flight. Um, so this lady has been escorted off a flight bound for Cleveland out of Orlando. She was uh, boarding flight 1612 with an emotional support squirrel. Uh, Frontier said that uh, rodents, including squirrels, are not allowed on its flights. They had to get everybody off the flight and then remove the lady and her squirrel and then get them back on the flight. And it was uh, rescheduled to depart later for Cleveland that evening. It might be a little obsessive. A squirrel. 
Has anyone not, anyone not seen Christmas Story? Squirrels can be vicious. Oh yeah. I mean, they they will attack you. You got your you got your own kind large, of uh, pointy teeth. Yeah, you got your own uh, kind of special bone to pick with squirrels at yeah. your house. Yeah, no, I, I'm not a fan of squirrels. But but at what point have we said to ourselves, okay, I need a squirrel to board a plane? Well, how about the one that tried to board with a peacock, an emotional peacock? Yeah, I don't get this this whole idea of an emotional support. Whatever. Can can I also point out the fact that? If you're going to have one, if like 0.0% of the population needs an emotional support, whatever, it's to help you get on the flight and to get through the flight. Mm -hmm. It's not what's going to happen after the flight. The airline has no responsibility on what happens on the other side. So if you're like, oh, well, I'm going to take my dog on there or my squirrel so it can help me on the other side. The airline has no no, you know, no responsibility for that. So it just frustrates the fire out of me. Yeah. And, you know, like. Uh, what constitutes an emotional supporting animal? We yeah. have to define that because dogs, they actually go through special training mm-hmm. to recognize sure. PTSD symptoms yep. or, you know, when they're, uh, they're human mm-hmm. is going into distress. Yeah. But how does a squirrel read that? Yeah. How does a peacock read that? Yeah. We're, we're going to be like getting into emotional support goldfish, <laughs> more emotional support yeah. ant farm. I mean, well, you know, we're <laughs> going to be going to the absurd with this. Well, and, and it's being abused just like everything because uh, I'm not going to reveal any names, but there is somebody that my wife knows that travels pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, my dog is an emotional support dog, so it can fly free so they don't have to pay extra for right, it. Right, to cart it. But it's crate. not. Yeah. And they want the dog when they when they get here. So they abuse the system. They say, oh, it's my emotional support dog. But it's not. And they know that. Like, mm. it just frustrates me. My wife went to Houston not long ago, and she said no less than four animals she saw in the airport as emotional support animals yeah like it, i said i could see dogs i can and because i know yeah, veterans sure with ptsd who have 100 yeah yeah but people people skirting the system like that right um i mean and also them being upset because guess what you the airline is not obligated to let you fly just because yeah. you named this creature yeah as your support animal right i mean uh, I know a lot of these trained dogs will actually have some type of identification or badge mm. that you know will allow them to be recognized as a support animal. But I don't yeah. want I don't want to get onto a plane and with a loose squirrel. Well, with with just a, a hodgepodge Jurassic Park you know animal crew, <laughs> you know, with a velociraptor on the. I mean, what about you know? Because you know you know what's going to happen next. You're going to get a plane. That has two or three animals on it. And oh, yeah. There's going to be somebody. <laughs> there's going to be somebody that is allergic to peanut butter and animal hair, and they're going to break out in a I massive wait for that. allergies and have to have EpiPen. And all of a sudden, there's going to be lawsuits out there. Yeah. That's just bound to happen yeah. before long. I, I'm willing to bet on that. What if somebody had like a cat and then there was a squirrel and then they just like ran around the or whole like cabin? Christmas like that. story. We have yeah. the, you have the dog and all of a sudden <laughs> chasing the squirrel and all of a sudden. No one gets uh, in in flight meals that day, so it's just. I I like to refrain my language, but yeah, it's getting ridiculous. No, yeah, no so. doubt, no doubt. Speaking of ridiculous, there is a guy that bought a used car, uh, and I'm assuming it's from like Craigslist or something mm-hmm. like that because it wasn't very detailed, clean, right. cleaned out. And in that, um, in that car, he found a note that was left by the former owner from his girlfriend to the former owner about 22 rules of things that you can't do 
anymore in our relationship. Oh, jeez. 22. So here's <laughs> – I want to read this list because, hey, buddy, um, you are – here's number one. You are not to have a single girl's phone number. You can't have that. Like a single girl or like a, any girl? Oh, that's a good question. It doesn't we define need clarify. It, Yeah, there's no clarification on, on that. Yeah. By the way, it says rules, uh, smiley face emoji, heart emoji, cry emoji, another smiley face emoji, and a heart kissy emoji. So here are the rules. Uh, you are not to have a single girl's phone number. You are not to follow them on any social media, including Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. How about that? Hmm. Uh, you are not to hang out with Keegan, including his house or anywhere in public. Keegan. Keegan must be a bad influence. <laughs> what is going on? You are not to you are not to go to Honda without me. I don't know what that means. Uh, you are not to hang out with your friends more than two times a week. Wow. You can't hang out. Um, you are not to look at a single girl. Again, is she single or just any girl? What like if the girl you? was previously married and then all of a sudden become single do you have to eradicate her from your life oh yeah well clearly because then you have to go back to you can't rule have a one. rule number one yeah. uh, if girls come to you at any place for anything you are to walk away <laughs> hmm. um, here, here's another one she's calling out her friend Mo is not to hang out with us every time we hang out so sorry Mo you are not to ask for any um, I think that's H Dash, dash, D. So I guess, you know, can't have that. Uh, you are not to get mad at me about a single thing ever again. Hmm. Hey, buddy. You are not to bring up Tyler, Noah, Devin, or Josh ever again. I'm sure that must be her, her ex-boyfriend. Her exes, yeah. And that, there's yeah, a reason why they're on. exes. Yeah. Well, hey, they probably got a note similar. <laughs> you are not allowed to drink unless I am with you. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I am allowed to do a phone check whenever I please. Does your wife have your, your password to your phone? Yeah. Yeah. My wife does too. And she, she's, a, she can go in there anytime. I mean, if, even if I changed, nothing. I have the face ID. All she does come up to my, when I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, if we move uh, in together, there will never be any girls at our house. I don't see that happening right now. Yeah, that we, we, we're not getting in there. Um, if I catch you around girls, I can kill you. Okay. Uh, you are not to ditch me for your friends. <laughs> Everly, there's, that's a problem. Austin does not control when I hang out with you, ever. Austin. Keegan. You're gone. Uh, we are to go on a legit date once every two weeks at least. If I say jump, you say how high, princess. <laughs> you are not to make sure to tell me you love me you are to make sure that you tell me that you love me once a day at least so I know that you're not messing around. And last but not least, you are not, never to take longer than 10 minutes to text me back. Can you believe that? Uh, I'm willing to bet she's single. <laughs> so I thought it would be funny if, if we asked our wives, what are some some? Well, first off, we what's have? your opinion on this? Oh, she's nuts. She's certified nuts. I think what happened is she he probably cheated on her. Right. And so now she's like, oh, well, here's all the rules that we have to have now going forward because, well, I, I, because I, I don't know about that. I think maybe she was cheated on previously in other relationships. Oh, that could be it. Or she could have been the one who cheated. Because, you think? Yeah, because 
the people that usually decry the loudest, mm. like the, the, the problems are the ones usually guilty of it. Yeah, you can't talk about her four ex-boyfriends ever again. I mean, we can give prime examples. The preachers out there preaching illicit drug use, and all of a sudden they end up in a, in a hotel room smashed out on meth. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those are the yeah. ones who usually scream the loudest or are usually complicit in their yeah. own, on their own lives. So, um, sister, I, I, I don't know where you're getting from, but I mm. – this would be a great Dear Abby right Good here. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. This Th- is, that'll be a future Dear Abby yeah. or Dear Mojo. So we wanted to ask our wives, are there any rules that we should know about that we we haven't been – we don't have a list. Our wives didn't give us a list. But <laughs> here's some of, of your wives is you are not to clip your toenails in bed. I don't. Ever. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, now, I'll I'll sit on the edge of the bed and clip them, but then I'll like take them out. Right. I guess. It, but she's not there. Um, if you eat dairy in bed before – no. <laughs> You're not allowed to eat dairy before bed. Uh, always flush. Yeah, that's common sense. Yeah. Um, and don't – well, if it's yellow, do you let it mellow? No, no. No, I, you still yeah. flush it? Uh, and don't complain about how much of the mattress you get. <laughs> Those are the things oh, yeah, that's, that your uh, wife said you can't have. Yeah, I mean the, the mattress, I, I lost all autonomy on that years ago, and then you throw a, a kid in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, You're gone. Yeah. I'm a side sleeper anyway, thank God. Yeah. Or else you wouldn't have anything. I always – I I understand why, you know, leave it to Beaver, why they were separate beds. Mm, yeah. I really have understand Have your own space. That. Yeah. And it actually wouldn't probably be a bad idea the older mm-hmm. we get. So yeah. I've literally fell, fell out of the bed several times <laughs> probably in the last five years. Wow. So That a boy. That's a rude awakening Seriously. at 3 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't. Yeah. No. I don't mind it, like the the having no mattress, mm-hmm. but uh, when they they encroaching on my personal space with their body heat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh. when it gets too hot and you yeah. got it, or it gets too cold and you know you're trying to struggle find covers at four o'clock oh, in the yeah. morning with your foot, it just ain't happening. And the other thought we could think: what if you put another mattress beside your mattress? So if you fall out, <laughs> you could just go into that mattress, roll over, get your covers, and you're ready to roll. Well, usually when I fall out, I just go ahead and go downstairs. Throw on some coffee and eat some eat some grub and mm-hmm. watch some Netflix. So and yeah, that, that's a good one. So here's some of my wife's that she came up with. I'm never to go to Best Buy alone with the credit card. Oh, evidently that's been a problem. I guess and that that may have been a problem. Um, I am never to have a man bun. I can I can get behind that. <laughs> but she said she didn't say anything about a mullet though. <laughs> uh, if if I drive if I drink I don't drive that's common sense right um, I will never shave my head I love you but no she said <laughs> I do have a weird melon if I shave it I, I do I'll too. be honest with I you do too. Um, just say no to whitey tidies she's oh, not yeah. a fan of the whitey tidies I'm am. not either I'm not either yeah but she said no to that you will never use my toothbrush I don't want to use your toothbrush yeah I don't want Listen. your I don't want your previous previous meal food germs on me i'll be honest with you mm. i've i've smelt her morning breath i love you baby but there's no worries <laughs> is it dragon oh yeah. yeah yeah buddy and my yeah i my kid and my wife well they'll, they'll lean over in the morning and mm. they can they could melt paint off the walls <laughs> do you have a poop sandwich before, at some point <laughs> in the night that's right speaking of our last but not least the the number one rule that i'm i'm not supposed to do you are not allowed to eat deviled eggs in my presence Mm. So there's that. Is it because she's grossed out by deviled eggs, or grossed out what they ha- what happens after they're recycled through the system? They when they recycle through the system, mm. hey buddy, 
and, that's and some listen, pretty potent stuff, man. I'll I'll give it to yeah. her. She's right. Yeah. If we've had some at your house before, and on the way home, she's asked me to pull over and let her out. I can I can get behind that. I should not have deviled but eggs. Deviled eggs can be delicious though. Oh, they're I love deviled yeah. eggs. I, it's kind of a that's kind of a late in, later in life uh, uh, appreciation that sure. I've had. Oh yeah, I hated deviled eggs as a kid. They're like that's disgusting. Yeah, like that and egg salad. Hmm. I do love me some egg salad. Yeah, I mean I, that was something I kind of developed appreciation for mm-hmm. when I was thirty. So I, I don't understand how you know it's, it's amazing yeah. how the palate changes, but. Yeah, deviled eggs is something I've kind of just recently come on board with. Yeah. And it's got to be made a certain way. I can't with eat Dukes. Right. Dukes, but I can't have sweet relish in them. Oh, see, I love the sweet relish. The see, sweet relish makes it for me. Sweet relish is like licking the devil's armpit. It is just mm. horrid. No. Oh, I can think of a million things worse than that. A million I, 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 things. I think I'd rather eat a, a dead squirrel. Oh, you're, no. Yeah. I'm telling you. Listen, I think I know where you can get one on an airline. <laughs> sweet relish is horrid. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to have Angel Ballantine with the NC Cigar Club. Uh, you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Bigging. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pitmaster like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. All right, we're back, and you are listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, on the phone, we have with us Angel Ballantine, and she is the founder, CEO, the number one person of the NC Cigar Club. Uh, we got connected with her through our friend Leon, who was on uh, episode 76 uh, from Watchman Cigars. So, uh, Angel, we want to bring you on, say hello, and thank you for joining. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate it. Awesome. No, we're, we're excited to have you on. Um, so NC Cigar Club, for anybody that doesn't know what it is, can you kind of give us a little bit of an idea of, of what that is? Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, it is, it's not a brick-and-mortar building. Everybody asks me that. They'll <laughs> ask me about NC Cigar Club, and they'll be like, oh, well, where are you? Like, no, what's your address? No, it's a social club. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> kind of our, our everyday meeting place is on Facebook. And so we have a, a closed group. So, you know, you find us, two Cuban ladies smoking a cigar, NC Cigar Club on Facebook, and you answer the questions and promise not to spam everybody and get on people's nerves <laughs> and behave. And then I accept it and then, you know, welcome you in. And that's pretty much it as far as, like, how you find us. But what what we are is, you know, a group of people that love to smoke cigars and we're just part of the cigar community. And um, we get together um and smoke cigars. I mean, that's pretty much, <laughs> sure. that's pretty much it. Um, it kind of came to be because I have uh, 
I began to smoke more, I guess. And mm-hmm. so people were asking me questions about cigar smoking as if I was an expert. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but I love information. And so I will research and hunt down as I just love to read. And so I was able to point people in the right direction because most of the time I didn't know the answer. But in doing that, I kind of started to pick up, you know, little tidbits here and there. And so people started, you know, they wanted me to put it together on the on Facebook and so I did and then people started adding uh, friends and we ended up at 400 people a couple of days ago and we just kind of get together and we go and explore different cigar lounges and things like that together and share information and just build a community so my thing was, I said, I don't want to be like an alcoholic anymore while I smoke on my back porch by myself. So if I can get together with like five or six people, then then uh, this is all, uh, it becomes a um, hobby and not a, <laughs> not a habit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I can see how <laughs> so that could, how I could I turn deadly. Yeah. Um, so what's been your favorite club that you've, you visited I can't do that. Okay. All right. Well, let's go. I can't, can't do a favorite lounge. I'll tell you my, my most frequented. Okay. And um, a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Jeffrey Amendola, has Amendola Family Cigars in Durham, North Carolina. Shout out to Jeff. And um, that is kind of like my favorite, one of my favorites. You're not going to catch me that. It's one of my favorites um, because uh, that, that lounge draws a family-like atmosphere. So it's a repurpose, it's um, home, and so you kind of go in and you, you feel like you're at home, and there's been plenty of days I go in when the sun is up and I come out at like 2 in the morning, because it's like just catching up with family. Hmm. And um, then there's Virgin Cigars that is uh, off Glenwood in Raleigh, and that's where I like to go and watch the game and kind of hang out with the, um, with the guys, and um, so... In in my area, that's where I end up. Those two, I end up the most. And then I'll head out to JR Cigars uh, in Selma. Mm-hmm. And that's a completely different group of guys because they're about 40 minutes east. Okay. And so it's a completely different group, completely different conversation and all of that. And so I kind of bounce around and get my fix through the three of those. Nice. Now you mentioned guys, um, and so I kind of want to bring that up. And and one of the things that really kind of uh, got Leon's attention is that you're a female. And for most of the stereotypes, when you see a cigar smoker, you usually just see a guy smoking cigars. Like you know, what's the stereotype? Or if you go into a cigar lounge that maybe it's your first time, or maybe one that's you know not not you know maybe that's new i guess you could say like any stereotypes that that you have experienced when you walk into a cigar bar like that being a female so this the stereotype thing is something that i was a little oblivious to in in the very beginning um it's something that i kind of picked up on later um because just me personally Hmm. um i'm a physical therapist i've been a physical therapist for 19 years and when i got into it i was in the sports therapy and so uh even before then i was an athletic trainer student athletic trainer so i'm used to being around the guys it was never um an intimidating or uncomfortable thing so going in a cigar bar and lounge for me was just i didn't think twice about it um when I when I did start to kind of sit back and pay attention, if I go into a cigar bar and the wait staff 
uh, are not smokers themselves, they just kind of work there, then I do notice that there is, I, I get to be pointed towards a certain type of cigar hmm. because there's an assumption that um, as a lady, I'll smoke a lighter and, and or infused cigar. Hmm. So um, I, I do get that. Um, it's not that it, it's frustrating, but it's not that big of a deal because my personality is I know what I'm looking for and I'll go right to it. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really have to deal with it. Um, and I, I would say that that's kind of the biggest one. That people do seem a little shocked when I know a little bit about cigars. And I'm, I don't try to brag or anything because mm-hmm. I'll tell you that, you know, I, I'm not an expert on the subject at all. But... Um, if I know anything about the cigar, it seems like it's like it's kind of one of those. Oh my God, I, I can't believe you know anything about it. So the stereotypes that we smoke the very mild infused, mm-hmm. and, and that we are there with our male significant other and are not really part of the culture, and therefore we don't have a certain knowledge about it or even interested. Those are the two stereotypes that I run into. Yeah. My wife's uh, is like loves bourbon, and so she'll go to a, a bourbon, or, you know, she'll order a bourbon neat, and the waiter just looks at her like, seriously, are you are you sure you want to do that? Like the second guessing, <laughs> and so I, I'm familiar with that same look of, you know, when I go out with her, it's like, yes, I know exactly what I want, just give me it, yeah. Exactly. I went to a, a, a um, shop a couple of weeks ago, and it was a young lady at the register, and she admitted that she just worked there, um, a new place, and they just hired her and were training her. But I was going through the entire humidor, and I'm in decide- I mean, it's like being in a candy shop. So I don't mm-hmm. know what I want to smoke. I think I do, but I don't. But she kept pulling me back towards the infused line, and I don't want to say the name because there's nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. but she kept pulling me back towards it, not even noticing that I never stopped in front of that area, I went from, I was hanging out in front of the, the Drew Estate one and the, I can't remember the other one that I was hanging out in front of, but she kept trying to say, well, come over here and look at these. And so I finally just had to let her know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, is it, I'm, I'm out of curiosity out of your perspective, is it more of a stereotype or is it just a community that's trying to embrace a fellow smoker to maybe, you know, maybe make sure the knowledge or, you know, want to push you towards a brand or a flavor or something like that. I mean, I, I be honest with you, you probably know a, a million times more about a cigar than me. I mean, I, I have my favorites from, you know, that I've been smoking all my life, but is it, like I said, is it more of a brace as, as far as a community trying to help people or is it just, you think it's kind of more of a, a mansplaining thing? Well, I will say that I would, I think there are stereotypes. I'm, I'm becoming more aware of them because, okay. because in the beginning, um, I would read other articles and see what people were saying about the stereotypes, and I honestly could not relate to them at that time. Mm. I just hadn't run into it yet. Um, but since then, um, I know how when I meet someone that is new to the culture and the community, how I bring them in, and it usually, I just simply ask them, you know, I, I ask them about their preferences and, and um, what their experience and their comfort level is. Um, and like I said, I, I've noticed a difference between if I go into somewhere that's more established and the wait staff are smokers, they, mm-hmm. they do the same thing. They kind of, you know, 
embrace you and ask you what your level is, what your comfort is, and, and if you need help. Whereas um, if the staff is not as well trained or if they're not smokers, they, they do lead with some assumptions and they'll see me come in and um, the interactions with me is, is of um, I must like infused and I'm, I might not know much about mm-hmm. it. What what are some what are some things that you like you know if there's any cigar lounge owners out there or anyone thinking about opening up a cigar lounge, uh, what are some things that you kind of look forward to at a cigar lounge that's your favorite you know some some economic accommodations or extras that kind of set the other ones apart. A lot of things that ways that a cigar lounge is set up <clears throat> here in in this area has a lot to do with um, the local laws and and. Um, how those are enforced. So the things that I would change, I know that they can't change. I would really love to enjoy a steak and a glass of wine with my cigar. And then I know that the limitations that the, mm-hmm. that the state laws put on, put on them is what makes that virtually impossible to, especially a boutique, um, a small boutique. Um, that's a good question. I'm so happy with the majority of them. Um, I have my place that is open earlier in the day, and I can have coffee with it. And the places that are open late until 2 o'clock in the morning, and I can, you know, party and finish out, you know, the evening with them. Most places have really comfortable seating, and the wait staff are extremely friendly and um, and knowledgeable. That's the majority of places. And... um, I, maybe that's what I look for. If I ever come across places that don't have it, it would stand out to me. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people are doing an awesome job at trying to take care of their brother and sisters of belief. Um, yeah. Now, I really think of anything missing. I love a good comfy seat. I mean, there's nothing better. I'm, I mean, I call it FKF, so it's fat kid friendly. Uh, so if it's, <laughs> if it's wide and it's deep, hey, buddy, I like it. Uh, that that came out wrong. So, <laughs> kids, cover your ears. Um, <laughs> Angel, what are some of your favorite? I can't, I'm not going to say the favorite, but what are some of your favorite cigars? The ones that always stick out is going to be the Oya de Monterey. The the Jose, uh, I always say, is it Janaire? The whole, yeah, the black and white label. But just the original, not the... Excalibur or the Cameroon, I like them, mm-hmm. but uh, the original is my hands-down favorite go-to, whether I just got up in the morning with a cup of coffee, if I'm ending the night, it's nice and relaxing. Hmm. That stick has never let me down. Wow. It did not let me down, but somebody put uh, Oil de Monterey Epicure number 2 in my hand, didn't tell me what it was, didn't tell me what it was a Cuban <laughs> and I lit that sucker up, took pictures of it, and a friend of mine was like, you have no idea what you have, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it superseded the other Hoyo de Monterey. And so those are my two, mm. you know, that have, you know, they're just excellent. Um, I have love for the Rocky, the Rocky Patel Vintage 1990 and 92. They were two of my starters, mm-hmm. and yep. I never, they don't ever let me down as well. I have a hard time finding the 92. So that's a, a downer, but those two always did it. And then the part of this black label um, is kind of my hitter. You know, um, I just, again, those, all, all of those 
are ones that I was introduced to in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And when I go back to them, a friend of mine told me that a lot of what makes a good cigar is are your memories. Hmm. And um, so, so he said, you know, if you smoke that same cigar and you were having a horrible day, you probably almost hate the cigar. But um, I, I know that there's some truth to it because the Kentucky Fire Cures, oh, I, I had put uh, kind of a redeeming moment of going through some hard times and I was able to give my daughter a Christmas that she has deserved for years. Mm. And when I finished doing my Santa Claus mommy thing, 12 <laughs> o'clock at night, I had a Kentucky Fire Cured. I never had it before, and it is hands down another one of my favorites. Yeah. So I think that the memories and the nostalgia has something to do with that. But that it does not overlook that I like the stronger ones, and it mm-hmm. fits right in there. My grandfather, my grandfather lived to be 104. He passed away a couple years ago. Oh, wow. And he was a tobacco farmer in Johnson County. And I remember sitting under his feet. It's not a long memory. I mean, he lived forever, literally. <laughs> but <laughs> I would sit under his feet while he smoked his um, pipe. And like I said, he was a Kentucky fire cure. reminds me of him. Mm. It's smoky. It's chewy almost. Like you can chew on the smoke. Yeah. Um, it's heavy. It's, um, it just reminds me of my granddad. And um, it do, it never lets me down either. So... That that is one of my favorite ones, and to me, I get bacon out of it. I don't know why, but I I get like I'm I'm having bacon with that. A cigar. Bacon wrapped cigar would actually I mean, not hey, be buddy. bad. Yeah, we talked about a Chick Fil A sauce cigar on the last episode. We're trying to get Leon to make that one. He said he could do it. I I have my doubts. But, a Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's divine. Well, right he's there. up to the challenge. I mean, I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what's your take on all these new, uh, re, you know, because there's a there's a movement in micro distilleries, micro breweries. What's your take on micro cigar manufacturers now? You know, companies like Watchmen. Uh, we had another guest on the show, uh, Warfighter Tobacco. What's your take on all these little small independent um, cigar companies that are starting to pop up? I absolutely love it. I'll probably be one of them in the future. Um, hmm. What I one of the things that I have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. So that entrepreneurial spirit is something that is close to my heart always. Um, it takes a, it takes a lot of guts and gumption to jump into something that is so um, well-defined. Um, it dates back from centuries. Um, it goes A lot goes into putting together a good cigar. It's a lot of patience and it's just a lot of time. Mm, yeah. So you have a lot of things that, um, can be very intimidating, but these guys are jumping in. They're doing their research. They're doing their homework. They're paying homage correctly. Um, and the, the ones that I see and that I know, mm-hmm. they are, they're doing that. Um, they're giving credit where credit is due and they're trying to stay true to the tradition. Um, so I, I love it. I love it. Awesome. What is uh, like one of your most interesting stories you've had, either at a cigar bar or involving a cigar? I I thought about that before. Um, I'm sure there's one that I'm I'm not remembering. Right now, is what's going to go down in the books is just 2018 period. Um, (laughs) The whole year, huh? The whole freaking year. Okay, (laughs) so it's just going to go down in the books. You're talking about. 
I kind of hinted on it a few minutes ago. You're talking about somebody who right now I've been a licensed physical therapist for 18, almost 19 years. It's been 19 years. Um, You get caught in the rut. Life gets thrown at you. You find Mm -hmm. yourself upside down. Um, You kind of reach back to something that you like to do. You begin to share it with your friends in January, and your friends tell you to share it with more friends. And then by June, you're, you know, I was at um, smoking in the Carolinas with a bunch of my buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm meeting uh, big names in the industry. People are so encouraging. By July, I've learned, I've learned how to roll cigars. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I'm putting on an event, um, um, a hand-rolled, it's a film about cigars, and we've putting on an event at Anstead's Tobacco of Fayetteville in November, flying the the director from California out. Um, And I'm being interviewed by you awesome guys. And we are talking (laughs) about, this is a 10-month trip. Like, this this cigar in general has almost changed, you know, changed the direction of my life. I have found my, you know, found another passion I can add to it, something else I love to do. Mm. Um, So... It's going to have to be the year 2018 is is my feel good cigar story of my of my life. All, this is where it all began. Nice. No, so, I mean that's pretty awesome. I mean, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Uh, you know, if you're from this area, you have tobacco in your blood. I mean, my mm-hmm. my grandfather was a sharecropper on tobacco farms. So we all have some type of lineage that dates back to that. So, absolutely. In um, it's also encouraging. To see people like yourself, people like Leon, people like, you know, these other small cigar manufacturers pushing back a little bit because probably for the past 10, 12 years, you know, the cigar industry has had its teeth kicked in, mm. you know, mm-hmm. from, from uh, social justice warriors who don't want to have their sinuses, uh, you know, the, the, within 10 yards of cigar smoke to um, mm-hmm. government trying to regulate the business just into extinction. Um, so it's it's great to see some pushback, and I, I I really appreciate people out there that are taking the courage to do that, like yourself. Um, also, like the breaking the stereotypes of uh, women smokers. I'd be honest with you, I wasn't really too aware of women out there smoking. Not just because mm-hmm. I didn't look for it, <laughs> just right. you know, I you know what you don't know is what you don't know. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I appreciate the 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 ladies on the NC Cigar Club out there constantly posting their their stuff and i'm out there going man that, that's something i'd like to try mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, no yeah, yeah so it's, I, I obviously if 2018 is big i bet 2019 is probably going to be bigger yeah so and hopefully <laughs> well, you'll co- you. yeah hopefully you'll come back on once uh, you come up with your cigar company and uh <laughs> don't forget the little guys yeah, that's right we, we all made it happen on this day don't forget me don't forget me <laughs> i want to come out there and see you guys i hate that i wasn't actually uh, able to fine. be in the studio um, I have a large segment of the group that are out there that way in the western side of the state. I hear it every month when he's coming out this way. But see, Charlotte is not a day trip. Charlotte, yeah, that's going to be a weekend doozy, you yeah. know. That's right. <laughs> so I, I have to do it big for them. I can't. I can't half step with the Charlotte crew. Not that I would for anybody, but we have to. They they need a little more time. Sure, like no, a fi- like a fine cigar. Yeah, there you go. Time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Angel, tell us a little bit more about like the cigar club and where it's going. Like Brandon mentioned uh, 
2019. So where's it going? Where's where's kind of your your focus and what are some events that you've got going on? For the rest of 18, it's just continuing what we're doing and just meeting new people and growing the club and growing the community um, and kind of I'm spending some time kind of stepping back and laying out 19 um, with a little more direction. It all kind of happened so fast this year, um, and it kind of took on its own thing. It's its own monster. So I'd like to be able to um, see us travel more um, and kind of get out of the triangle area. And everybody is asking for it. It just takes more time and energy um, than people realize to kind of put it together. So we have people in Jacksonville and Wilmington and Fayetteville uh, and New Bern that they need, we need to come and kind of hang out with them. And then, you know, I want to head over to the west side, Charlotte. I definitely want to get to the mountains um, and, and do that. But I would like to also begin to put on uh, tours outside of the state. Hmm. Uh, one of my dreams would be to, say, go down to Tampa and uh, Ever City and hang out for an extended weekend and just tour local shops. And um, so end up with kind of a tour group. We've got some people out in Houston. And so um, that's the direction that I'm taking the group for next year. Just move around a little bit more, meet more people, shake more hands, put more smoke in the air. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to get the guys away from bourbon, though. I'm a rum girl. Mm. And so. (laughs) I do love me some bourbon. So I'll I'll fight you on that one. I know, I know, I know. It's like, you know, bourbon is the American thing, you know? Yeah. Well, rum, like rum is actually the first liquor that our founders actually mm-hmm. were distilling. That is true. In the Caribbean. See? There you go. A little history <laughs> tidbit. I'll use that when I try to t- – I'm not going to get them off of bourbon. That's just a little inside joke. Well, they I know uh, that fact- I, I love – I really love bourbon. And so, I mean, I really love rum. Mm-hmm. So, um they they know that though, but they love bourbon. Unfortunately, so. my uh, unfortunately my eighteen year old self will not let my forty one year old self drink rum anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's a story behind that, right? Uh, yeah. it, it was one night in Charlotte. That's all I can say. Uh, see, see? <laughs> that's exactly exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. So you've got a couple events coming up that we definitely want to plug. Uh, one is. Uh, Southern Grace Distilleries, and, and what's the other one? So, and, and tell about both. So, the first one, like you said, is at Southern Grace Distilleries down in Mount Pleasant, kind of out you guys' way or headed that way. Yeah. And um, Southern Grace, I hate that, I don't want to mess it up. Southern Grace is uh, a distillery. They turned an old prison into a distillery, and they do conviction bourbon, mm-hmm. and they do um, Sun Dog Moonshine. Moonshine is my drink, honey. Oh, come you on. give me some moonshine, and I'm a happy girl. Come on, Run with it. You know? So, and some sweet tea, that's where my Southern comes out, because you put anything <laughs> in some sweet tea, I'm pretty happy, right? You're right. <laughs> so, um, and that's my Instagram handle, actually, Sweet Tea and Molasses. That's how Southern I am. But, um, <laughs> so Southern uh, Southern Grace is doing the Whiskey Prison Day. Um, that's October the 20th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And um, they're doing their tours. They tour, they, they tour the distillery, and it's really cool. I've been out there. Um, it's kind of creepy in some areas, but it's, <laughs> it's really interesting that they were able to turn – uh, how they were able to turn an old prison into a distillery. So we'll be out there um, October 20th. And then 
November 3rd is, is, is our baby. And I say our because Scott Hawks from the Cigar Hawk group um, and I are co-hosting Hand Rolled. It's a film about cigars. And so it was debuted at IPCPR and, well, not I, I debuted, but introduced uh, mm-hmm. because they debuted, I want to say, August 31st out in California. And it's an independent film. It's won two awards. And we've been able, lucky enough, to bring the film to North Carolina along with the co-director. And so we have rented out an amazing theater, the Cameo Art House. And it's going to be sponsored by Anstead's Tobacco. Wayne Anstead has been awesome uh, Mm -hmm. helping us have a wonderful venue to put that together as well. And um, we're doing a cigar social. Well, so the day will be set up such that there's a VIP meet and greet um, early afternoon, followed by two showings of the film. Each showing will have a question and answer session with the co-director, Jesse. And then after that, we'll go back over to Anstead's for a cigar social. And um, we have, um, we've got some really cool people confirmed. I don't know if I'm even supposed to say it yet, but okay, a little birdie told me that Cynthia Fuentes has confirmed. Ooh. So... I'm not saying, yeah. I'm just saying, is what we say. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you want to get your ticket and you want to get out of there because we're going to have a great time because people realize how big this film is and what it means to the cigar community and what is hopefully what we want it to do for our culture. Um, and like you were talking about before, kind of that red tape and all of the stuff that we've had to endure with different regulations and things like that. So we're, that's what we're doing. We're going to make a day of it. Awesome. awesome. That sounds good. I know that I'm I'm planning on being out at the uh, Southern Grace Distillery for a little grip and grin out there, so uh, you'll find us out there as well. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. I get to see you guys. That's yeah. right. All right, so where can people find you if, if they want to follow you and support the club and, you know, join in with, with what you're doing? Absolutely. Right now, it's really, really, really easy to find me if you just go on Facebook and look up NC Cigar Club. It's a group, and you'll see the two Cuban ladies smoking a cigar and just uh, request to join, and you can find me on Instagram, same thing, NC Cigar Club. You can email me at nccigarclub at gmail.com, too, if you want to send a little shout-out. Awesome. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Angel. We uh, we had a great time, so thank you Yeah, so keep, us, keep us posted on any, any new highlights, that way we can uh, give you some plugs. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you now. All right. So thanks, Angel, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Again, all of her information will be on our show notes, so you can check that out there to get in contact with her. Yeah, and thanks again for joining us once again for another podcast. This is what episode seventy eight. Seventy eight. There we go. Lost track. Anyway, you can follow us on the Facebooks at Southern Fry Philosophy. Go to our website at southernfryphilosophy dot com. You can also share our episodes from there. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Wherever else you find your podcast, I guess you probably can find it somewhere. But anyway, go there, subscribe, like, share. What am I missing? That's it. All right. Patreon dot com slash SFP radio. There you go. See you next week. And as always, keep looking up. <laughs>